With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Joni from Columbus, Ohio, and I recommend 3C Body Shop. Nobody wants to go back twice in one year for accident repairs. But after my first experience with 3C, it made perfect sense for me. 3C worked with my insurance and everything was handled perfectly. I'd recommend 3C to my friends, my family, and anyone that has been in an accident. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision repair. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. Inside scoop. Listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome, everybody, to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter 75 I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at C.J.B. underscore R.R.R. on the Twitter thing. And we have one more person. Yeah, we have one more. And I am Tyler Nielsen. I don't have any accounts. I do have a Twitter account. So uh, I'll leave it like that. There we go. All right. Tyler Nielsen is back with us again. Tyler, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Always good to have you on. I talked to Tyler now uh, uh, for a while with CJ the night. I went to the Rangers game and got lost on my way to my car. So that was a fun conversation. That was hilarious. We were laughing so hard. We should have recorded that conversation because that was like pure gold. Yes, it was. (laughs) Me walking around for 25 minutes trying to find my car. That was amazing. Yeah, clicking the beeper going, can I hear you? Yeah, and nothing was happening. I was like, oh, this isn't good. (laughs) And what what made it worse is John saw me when I got back to my car, and he knew I left 20 minutes before him. So I'm sure that's that's ammunition for him now. Don't give him any more ammunition. I was trying not to. I almost dove behind bushes when I saw him coming. (laughs) Did you have your keys above your head just hitting the panic button or what? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Basically. Basically, I just walked around like, please, please be my car. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad you survived, man. Speaking of speaking of uh, covering Rangers games, you got to cover some Round Rock recently. So, I did uh, last week. Last week, I covered three Round Rock games, which was a lot of fun. In fact, our guest coming up later this week, I'll go ahead and announce it because he's confirmed, is Cole Reagans, who I talked to after his first Round Rock start. And uh, we, I did tell him, you know, that uh, we would like to have him on, and we were better than that other podcast that he's been on. <laughs> well, he'll he'll find that out the easy way. He'll find that out the easy way by being on. No, but but it was a lot of fun. I'm telling you guys, if you've never been to Round Rock, you guys there, and of course, I know you have CJ, but also like fans out there, that is such a beautiful ballpark, so well run. And uh, I saw a lot of people there. I saw Reed Ryan the first night there. I talked to Willie Calhoun. I talked to Bubba Thompson. Talked to Davis Wenzel. They're, they're, that team is stacked, pitching and offensive wise, guys. Oh. I'm just telling you. And after watching them for three days, I mean, and they lost all three games, unfortunately. I'll just say Tuesday night, weirdest game I've been at. It was uh, Spencer Howard. He gave up six runs on five hits, okay? But he did all that with one out in the first inning. And then the Round Rock Express no hit the team for the rest of the game. One of, those, one of those crazy games where yeah, you talk about getting needing to get loose and get those first inning jitters out of the way. I guess he, he got them out of the way. Yeah, got the, the, way, the Express threw eight and two-thirds no-hit innings against the Sugarland Space Cowboys, but unfortunately gave up six runs with one out in the first inning before all that started. Yeah, that kind of – you look at the box score and you don't you see the six runs and you're like, yeah, the pitching performance wasn't great. And then you realize, well, they shut them down for eight and two-thirds the last – Eight and two thirds of the game. Yeah, poor Spencer Howard just had a bad, bad first part of the inning. He walked a few, hit a guy, you know, gave up a couple of runs. Six runs on five hits is never a good thing because that means you walked way too many people if you're giving out more runs than you are hits. Right. But, you know, it was fun. Tuesday night was a really close game. They lost it in the end, or I'm sorry, Wednesday night. It was Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday was Cole Reagan's first start. Eight strikeouts and in seven innings. An amazing performance by him. Got to speak with him after the game in the Round Rock weight room, which was funny. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we put it up on Twitter. You can just search the Ranger Report on Twitter and the video of me and the guy from uh, the Austin Fox station interviewing uh, Cole. So, there were people around us making faces and like telling Cole to pick up some weights and start looking like he's working out. And it was pretty funny. <laughs> that's, that's such a, that's such a, that's kind of a, a thing that I would do too. I'd be, I'd be trying to make it funny or, or doing the captain Morgan stance on the, oh, way yeah. bench, the bench press or, you know, something like that. But CJ, you know, cause you've covered games. They're all just little boys and they're trying to make each other laugh and do stuff oh, behind yeah. their back. And like several people stuck their head in and like yelled something while we were interviewing, you know, just to be funny. And yeah, you know, it, it was, it was, but I'm telling you, the experience was awesome. The people there that run their media, a guy named Ryan and a, a girl named Aubrey, both of them are fantastic at what they do. They're both young, which is funny as I, you know, I'm an old man, but they have a passion for what they do. They're really good and uh, just run a fantastic organization there in Round Rock. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, if you just drive by the stadium, you know, they're on 35. It's, yep. It just looks so beautiful. So yeah, beautiful. and I also got a souvenir from one of the games. That I told CJ that, I think, but I was leaving. I had a, I was there actually for a class that I was attending, and I had some homework one of the nights. So on the second night on Wednesday, I decided to leave a couple innings early because I'd gotten what I needed, you know, for my story. And so as I'm leaving out in the parking lot, I hear something like right next to me and a foul ball had come out and almost hit me in the head. Like it missed me <laughs> by like a foot. 
but it landed like you know 10 feet from me so i picked it up and took it home with me so i got a souvenir that almost killed me from the the wednesday night game and i believe if i'm not mistaken it was bubba thompson that fouled the ball and almost killed me so bubba, bubba was trying to tell you why the hell are you leaving early yeah he got mad at me for leaving early and he tried to, he tried to hit me with a baseball so you know what bubba was doing he was like hey if i've got a black eye you're gonna have a black eye baby. yeah he got close to giving me one i'll say that i mean you know, it's never nice to hear that noise around you and then look down and see a ball bouncing right next to you where you're like, oh, wow, that probably wasn't safe. So did his eye finally go completely down? Does it look fine now? Yeah, he yeah, looks normal again. He looks perfectly next, normal again. Next day it opened up. Um, but uh, so the Rangers experience, you've had one of those, um, which yep. at, at the end, so me and Tyler were actually watching the game and watching the post game hoping that you would, would be able to, to ask a question and we, we didn't hear you, man. Yeah, I didn't ask when I was right next to Emily Jones and she asked like three and That's I was going to take the microphone from her, but then she had another question and I was like, ah, I'll let the professional do it. I was going to give you the biggest crap. We were sitting there watching the post game and I was like, come on, Ben, like we're on pins and <laughs> Come on, Ben, your opportunity, ask the question. And then all of a sudden Emily comes in. I was like, wonderful. Yeah, she stole it from me, but that's okay. You know, she's she's actually pretty nice, so uh, I'll give I'll give it to her this time. Next time, though, I'm grabbing it from her. There you go. there you go. That's how you got it. She's do not it. gonna have a choice next time. No, next time we're like Emily, give me that. So speaking of Spencer Howard, um, we got Taylor Hearn news today. Yep, that going to be a little bit different. Looks sounds like there's gonna for his next appearance, it's going to be an opener, and then Taylor. Uh, I guess the, you know he's he, what kills him is what's really killed him all year long has been that, you know, the first inning. Yep. So if he can get past the first inning, well, let's let somebody else get him past the first inning and then yep. let him come and get the game going, get the game flow going. And Spencer Howard, if you look at it in the, in triple eight, people are like, well, yeah, you can move him to the bullpen. Well, who are you going to bring into the rotation? Are you going to call somebody up? Would Spencer Howard be it right now? I say no, no. Well, talking today during the game, they said, you know, and I was telling CJ about this, they had mentioned, you know, possibly if it came down to that, Woody was talking about it, you know, the two options would be Brock Burke or Matt Moore. And, you know, that's a long shot with it. But he said if he was to go with that of those two right now, being the veteran, you know, what the veteran that he is, he'd go with Matt Moore to fulfill that other starting spot in the rotation. Yeah, and that's probably not a bad plan if you had to, but I love Matt Moore out of the bullpen right now. I really wouldn't want to lose him there. I mean, today he was fantastic against Philly. And I love Brock Burke out of the bullpen, too. Again, yeah, another one has been doing great out of the bullpen. I honestly think he's an all-star. So yeah, me and CJ were sitting there, and I think there's three guys that should be on the all-star right now. And, of course, Martin Perez is a lock. Yeah. But Jonah uh, Hine, you know, just because he plays for the Rangers, I mean, he's ninth right now. In, you know, the balloting that just was released, which is ridiculous in the all-star. Yeah. Well, if you look at what he's doing. I mean, yeah, his stats. I mean, his OPS. OPS. His home runs. Everything. His defensive war. I mean, all of it's uh, either one or two in the league. Exactly. Yeah. Not just American League, the entire league. Yes. Yeah. He's number one for home runs, I believe, in the league, and second in everything else. All yeah. the offensive categories. And, oh. you know, he's been catching good, too. He's like, is he number one or two at framing pitches as well? Yeah, what I'm saying, defensive war. I think he's number one. Yeah, I think he's number one. 
Ben, you know how it works. It's all a media thing. I well, mean, you've got, I mean, you're going to have New York leaning in every single category, basically. Yeah. You know, Trevino's up there. And then Trevino's IKF, IKF is up there. And it's yeah. like, really? Come on now. But uh, it's, it's what uniform you wear, not who you are. That's yeah. exactly right. That's very true. Absolutely true. And, um, well, Brock Burke, I, Man, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's he, he to me it's like that year uh, both he and John Wetland made the All Star game. Yep. Uh, yes. Jeff Zimmerman. Jeff yep. Zimmerman. Yep. Both made. It's kind of like one of those. He's having one of those. He's actually better than Jeff Zimmerman did. Well, I think his ERA is now it's down under point like eight. Yeah, it's under one. Yeah, it's under one for the season. And Matt Moore's is just over two. You know, so both those guys really out of the bullpen. Another one that, that no one's really talking about who has an ERA below one is Dennis Santana. <laughs> Dennis Santana. Santana is another yeah. one. That's a very good point, Ben. Dennis Santana is also, I mean, when he comes in, you know, I mean, it's three outs. That's what it is when Dennis Santana comes in. There, yeah. There's, in my mind, there's no doubt when he comes in. Now, it's a little, when Barlow comes in, you get a little nervous. But when Santana comes in, you know that it's going to be three outs. Well, yeah, and that was another thing, you know, like today when uh, Santana came in during the game, pitch as any, you know, it's going to be three up, three down. And then Barlow hadn't pitched in 17 days. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, you're kind of like, uh, you never know what Barlow is. He gonna yeah. be on or is he gonna be off? Yep, that is exactly right. But this team, I mean, they're they're overperforming what they should, and we're all glad to see that, obviously. But I mean, sweeping Philly for the season is a pretty big deal. They haven't done that since I think 2019. They That's swept correct. yeah, 2019 is the last time they swept a season series, and it was more than four games, but still pretty impressive. And I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter what the Rangers did afterward, but they 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 made a little graphic that said you can't spell Philly without two L's. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, and another thing on that point about the not only sweeping Philly, that was their first back to back losses of the month of June. Yeah, because Philly is on fire; like they're playing yeah. really good. So the, the fact that that Texas shut them down is pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll call them Texas Northeast, Texas Rangers Northeast, because they got Gibson, Ian Kennedy last year. And there's another guy that they got in a Rule 5 draft in 2014, uh, Odubel Herrera. Yep. Yeah, he's over his last 20. Yeah, he's struggling right now. Yeah. But if you that, they they let him go in the Rule 5. And that same year, the Rangers took the line of the Shields in the Rule 5. Yeah. Look at it in the long term, who 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 won that one? You know, it's essentially a... Uh, well, I guess you'd really have to say the Phillies. Yeah, you'd have to say the Phillies. Yeah, you'd have to say the Phillies. Another thing about, you know, Santana and the way, kind of the way the... Uh, the way things played out today kind of showed you what, what, what he wants and what things are, how things are stacked right now. I think Matt Bush is your seventh inning guy. Dennis Santana is your eighth inning guy. Barlow is your ninth inning guy. Uh, yep. When you, when things are close or if you know, you're down a run or two, or if you're up a run or two, that's what you're going to see. Yep. Seventh, eighth, ninth, Bush, Santana and, and Barlow. And that's gotta be, that's gotta make the manager comfortable to be honest, to know that, you know, get the game to the seventh. I know who I'm going to go to. Yeah, it's not even not even a question. But yeah, you've got to like that. You, I mean, confidence in it. You feel like that as a manager. And you know, we've said this several times, but this is sort of feeling like the two thousand eight, two thousand nine era Rangers, right well, before they blew up. I mean, this is that team that's right on the verge of winning these games, and and you know, actually starting to compete. And they're starting to get guys in place. I think that are going to be there when they compete. Well, and you look at surprise guys like um, two thousand nine. Scott Feldman came out of nowhere and, yep. and, and solid starter. Um, so did, you know, other guys like Tommy Hunter and Derek Holland sprung on the scene. And then in 2010, you get a Kobe Lewis. Yep. DJ Wilson moves into the, into the rotation rotation. So 
And then right now, Martin Perez, you got Martin Perez, who's, I mean, that would be your Cliff Lee trade, and you don't even have to trade for him. Yeah. He's already on. So it, it does feel that way. And I just kind of, Martin's been outstanding. And you said it on Twitter last night that he just looks no nonchalant. He just, yeah, he's out there. He's pitching with such confidence. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different Martin. That's so relaxed. So relaxed. Yeah. I mean, he comes out there and just, I mean, no matter what happens, you know, if he gets a bad call, you might see him like shrug and, and look kind of confused every once in a while. But overall, good call, bad call, home run, double, you know, or strikeout. He sort of has the same look on his face through his whole start, which is something that you love to see from a starter. That's something you didn't see from Mike Fulton Evich last year, did you? No, he he had the sagging shoulders and you know the playing with the hair and the 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 throwing a pitch like a you know girl in a softball game, a slow pitch softball game. I mean, I don't know Fulton yeah. Evich, that poor guy. He he he. I think he lost all confidence about halfway through the season after that Dodgers game. Yeah, I think he had no confidence in himself anymore. Well, another thing about Martin they were talking about was they interviewed him yesterday and they asked him, you know, what's been the biggest thing and, or, you know, with your pitches and stuff. He's like, I'm, I don't come at it. He goes, I come at him directly, but I don't throw the same pitch back to back. He said, I'm just going to attack the zone and trust my, you know, the people behind me. He did uh he did a, uh, uh, the pregame with Jared Sandler one time on the radio. Yeah, last start the one before yeah this one. yeah and and he he said one thing he learned from and i can't remember who it was it was when he was in boston mm-hmm. pedro, I, I remember he brought up pedro martinez it was pedro. pedro martinez yeah he said taught him you need to know when to throw balls he told him you're throwing too many strikes <laughs> throwing too many yes, strikes that's exactly yeah. right and he said he learned when he goes you need to know when to throw balls and what kind of balls to throw and it and i think that's part of what has done it for martin is throwing those close to the zone balls that guys can't hit and i think he started to do that but i'm just telling you i mean he's a different pitcher it's it's 100 percent obvious that, so that brings up another question that me and cj have kind of we really haven't you know dwelled into it too much but uh if the rangers are kind of sitting on that which they are currently you know the, the last wild card spot what do you think the rangers are going to do at the trade deadline to be honest with you i think that they are not going to sell this year i think that they are going to go pick up, uh, I don't know, an outfielder, maybe someone they think they can help them next year, but whoever they get, it's going to have to be a multi-year deal. It's going to have to be someone with some years left on his contract, but I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be sellers at the deadline. I don't think you're going to see anyone go. You might see, you know, Oh, I don't know. Who, who do they have? Like, I mean, Cole Calhoun, maybe, or, or Brad Miller possibly move or Culberson. Culberson or, and also uh, Martin. You know, Martin could have oh, some value. Yeah, so, Brett Martin. Yeah, and um, so, but I mean, this, to me, I think, and like like Tyler said, we haven't we haven't you know dove into it that that deep, but I think it could be like that 2015 season where the Rangers kind of bought and sold at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and brought in Cole Hamels, and they brought in Jonathan Lucroy, Carlos Beltran, while yeah. also clearing pretty much clearing spots. Yeah, uh, either for young players for the next year or clearing spots for the, the guys they were bringing in. So. Well, that's that's what I think they're going to have to do because of how much talent they have at the minor leagues and the young guys that they have up right now. They're going to have to make room for some of these guys in order to do that. Guys like, I mean, guys like Brad Miller, Charlie Culberson, you know, they're going to have to go. Cole Calhoun as well, who, by the way, he is tearing it up right now, man. That dude is playing yeah, some is. amazing defense and he's hitting the ball really well right now. That's what I was telling CJ, I said, did you see the catch he made last night? He hasn't yeah. seen the 
there to catch. I haven't seen it yet. So no. I was listening to it on the radio. I'm gonna have to have him look it up. It yeah, have him look it up because that was that was that was a catch last night, man. It was. It was. And we're we're talking about guys in the minors. We got a couple of them that we weren't expecting to see this early who were showing out. Josh yeah. Smith and Duran. So and you're Smith was in to- Smith was in uh, left field today. Left field today, and 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 Duran was in third. And that was yep. his can, first. Yes, and there, there's going to be situations where there, you're going to see Duran in left field too. Yep. They have that ability. It's that that Brad Miller versatility, but they're also super young and super controllable. So, you know, obviously next year Brad Miller won't be here. Um, Culberson likely won't be here. It's it's going to be. I don't think Cal- Cole Calhoun will be. Cole Calhoun sure. won't be here either. Nope. Um, so it's just going to be, and I know we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but, uh, looking at it, the young guys are giving us reason to be excited. And I mean, you see a lot of complaints from Rangers fans and this pisses me off about blah, blah, blah. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, look, yeah, we're trying to win, but also we're not expecting to win. We've said all along it's 2023, not 2022. If you can get to 75 wins or more this year. Take it. Yeah. I really like I really like the statement that Woody said a couple days ago. He was talking about these young players and he said, here's the deal. And actually, I think it was yesterday when they sent back uh Sam Huff. He was like, you know, he's gotta have that bats. He's gotta he's gotta play every day. And he goes, and the thing about these younger guys that are up here on the scenes, these guys aren't gonna just sit here and play twice a week. They're gonna play and they're gonna get their at bats in. I think the exact quote was we're not bringing them up here to get their feet wet. Yeah, they're we're not bringing yeah. them up here. To help us win. And speaking of that, let me promo something real quick. At the end of this podcast, uh, Nathan Haig, who's been on here several times, hey. was on lo- was on location for us today at the Rangers game, and he actually had a conversation with Woody down on the field that he recorded. And the funny thing is, he talked about the young guys, and he talked about uh, what you guys just now talked about. So he, they actually had that same conversation about winning and about the young players and how they're here to help them win. So. Well, Pretty Amazing. funny. Speaking, speaking of young guys, uh, Bubba just stole second and stole third, and then scored on a sacrifice fly for round all rock. Of my, all of minor leagues. And, and and speaking of Bubba, I'd rather him have. I'd rather him be up here than Leody. And uh, like I said, I know CJ's up. He loves him, but well, yep. that and that forty man forty man roster consideration. Sure, that's why Leody's up and not Bubba right now. Is forty man roster? Yeah, yeah, I think this is his. This is his last go around. If he doesn't, if he doesn't do something this set, I don't think. I think. And I'll be done for him. With the I still think I still think Leody is the smoothest center fielder I've seen as far as oh, nothing. Yeah, I, he doesn't yeah. make amazing plays because he makes everything look super easy. Yes. And I mean, it, I, I just, you know, I'd say just give it two or three weeks. And yes, I am. Cause I've seen the guy in, I mean, yeah. and everybody, everybody that all, I'm not just, just me saying, Oh, my professional eyes. I don't have professional eyes. I'm, you know, just a guy, but, but Chris Woodward was banging the table at spring training or or when the rosters came out and he was sent to triple a, he said, that guy can change games. Yep. Yep. He can change games. It's all to see it on the big stage. That's my, that's it. That's it. So right now he's a quadruple a player. Well, the difference is between him, in my opinion, between him and Eli white is everyone has said, you know, what he said, uh, um, Kennedy said it does. So Eli White is the best athlete that the right. Rangers probably have, but Leody is the best outfielder that the Rangers have. Right. Right. And, actually, and I still want to see a foot race between him, Eli, and Bubba. Yeah. Well, Rob, Eli would win easily. Robin, no, Robin, <laughs> Robin, uh, Tavares would win. Robin, remember that, Ben? Yeah. 
Robin said that she thinks Tavares. She thinks Tavares would win. Yeah, I don't know. I think Bubba would win. Baseball, whatever few times he's been on base. I mean, I hate to be like that, but. Well, and then today, Josh Smith showed some serious wheels going from first to home. Oh, first it was a, uh, a hit and run, too. Yeah, hit yep. and run. That was awesome. So the Rangers the Rangers have speed, they have youth, and they're a lot of fun to watch right now. You know, uh, I mean, they're two games under 500. Would you have said they'd be two games under 500, uh, you know, near the end of June? Especially after the 2-9 start? Yeah. No. I, I, after the 2-9 start, I was going to be happy if they won 65 games this year. So, okay, uh, I'm going to – Throwing a surprise question, I guess you could say. What is uh, what do you think gets your what record do you think gets you into the wild card, the very last slot? Uh, I think they could probably sneak in with eighty-two wins. I I'm gonna I'm gonna say eighty-five. Eighty-five, yeah. I, I, it depends on how what other teams do, but I think there's a chance they could sneak in if they were just over five hundred. Okay, if you ever go, I was going to go with 85. That's two years. He took that one. So I'll go in. I'll go with 83 the year I was born. All right. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. But I just see, I just see 85 because I was born in the middle of that. Some of the other ones are going to beat each other up. You know, some of the other ones are going to beat each other up. And I think if the Rangers now, they're in a stretch right now where they should win a lot of games. Their July looks horrible. Yeah. July's. They're playing some, they're playing some hard. They have some horrible, hard games coming up in July. Yeah, we really, we really screwed the pooch with that Detroit series. Is that? I yeah, mean, that should have been that should have been an easy. I mean, they have the Mets who are doing really, really good. Yeah, they're leading. They're leading the East, aren't they? Yep. Then, well, then they have the Orioles, so that hopefully will be, you know, <laughs> a little break before the storm. A little break before the storm, because then they have the Twins, who are, you know, not great but good. But yeah, but these are the games that scare me, man. You know. Oakland, who you never know because Oakland is a uh, is a division rival. Same with Seattle, and then you have the All Star break after that. Yeah, and see those AL West games are crapshoot every time. Yeah, I mean those AL West games. If it's a four gamer, I always think it's probably going to be two and two. But then there's yeah. always that one time right before the All Star break that the Rangers drop four in a row to one of their division yeah. rivals. Oh, I'll never forget. Was it 2015? Right before the All Star break, and we played the A's. Yep, and, Chris and they. Yep. Five home runs in three games. Yep. You know, and it, it was just horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. But, and they have Seattle. They have Oakland and Seattle are the last two teams right before the break, which I hate when they play the division right before the break. Yeah. Me and Tyler were talking about, we've been pretty disappointed with Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had them, I had them, you know, making the playoffs and, and I had them making them in the wild card. I had them making the wild card. Yeah. I think I had them with 91 or 92 wins. Yeah, I had them with 90. I think 90. Well, you know who I'm not. You know who I'm not disappointed with. I'm super happy with is the Angels. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think another thing I was just about to bring that up. Man, is the Angels. Show what we, is it? Well, you sent it to me earlier. Show it. Yeah, I was going to say we got to talk about this. I sent this to CJ earlier today. This is a tweet that that Kennedy Landry actually retweeted that I found so funny that I sent it to CJ. But this was a real tweet from the the Angels game today. Final, the Angels lose 12 to 11 to the Royals. Shohei Otani had two home runs and eight RBIs, and they still lost the game. <laughs> wow. I see. I didn't see that. Eight RBIs, and they still lost the he game. He had two homers and eight RBI, <laughs> and they lost the game. Don't, his two home runs were both grand slams. No, 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 no. No, no, he had other hits with with runs, but he had he had, but yeah, he he accounted for eight RBI in that game. So right now, right now, if you look at the Angels, like realistically, over the past well, since Mike Trout got there, 
they have wasted Mike Trout's prime because he's now that he's on the down skid, even though he's still one of the top players in the game. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. But he was absolutely the top player for years and yep. years and years and years and did nothing with it. And, and now, the now they have the, the, they have trout on still on the team, still declining, but still still on I'd the team. Still right on the back end of his prime. Then you have Otani in his prime. The, so they've had the best player in baseball for two different decades. And another thing about that, CJ, you made a great point, but they're going to do the same thing with Otani. They signed that huge contract. Exactly. They signed that huge contract That's where going. with Rendon. Yeah. And Rendon has been injured. He's out for the season. He's out for the season, yep. Again, and they're going to do the same thing. They pay all this money and these players go down, and they're so cap-strapped. They can't do anything to you know, surround their veterans. I mean, they're superstars. So, Yeah, it's it's funny. They're, they're fun. To me, they're the Washington Redskins of baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's another one. This this was... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Commanders. The Washington yeah. Commanders. Yeah, yeah, get that right. It's the Washington Commanders. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Cle- and the Cleveland Guardians. Don't 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 say oh, Indians. We don't want to get this podcast banned. And, and IL, not, not DL. Yeah, I can never watch the movie Major League again. No, because they talk about... Anyway, anyway, the tweet that came with that, <laughs> I, for- I forgot to send you this. This was even funnier. Someone sarcastically tweeted this. He said, every time I see an angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hits three home runs and races average to five twenty eight, while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since tungsten Armo Doyle of the 1921 Akron groomsman and the tigers <laughs> defeat the angels eight to three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was like a sarcastic tweet that an angels writer sent out. That was hilarious. That is <laughs> like 15 or 16 in a row before they fired men. They did, yeah. I think they lost 15 in a row. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, they were in second place in the AL West, and now they're not. So yeah. <laughs> now they're not. They're, they're, they're down there with Oakland. They're hanging out with Oakland. Yeah, they are hanging out with Oakland. I mean, Seattle's like, thank you. You put us up in third. The Rangers are in second, which is just crazy to me. That's, I know. Yeah. I was, that's what I was telling my fiance. I was looking up the stands the other day, and I was like, we're in second place in the AL West. Yeah, I mean, right. I, the Rangers are a game and a half up on the Angels and uh, three and a half games up on Seattle and then uh, almost 10 games up on Oakland. Yeah, for a team that most people projected to win 65 to 70 games all year. Yeah. And the Rangers are right now only four and a half games back of that second wild card spot, too. Anything can happen. Anything that trade deadline happen. is coming yep. up quick. Yep. Yeah, that is going to be amazing. And, and next few episodes, uh, obviously, we have a guest on the next one in Cole Reagans. And then next week, we'll have the Round Rock Express GM. You know, somehow I got connections while I was there. I don't know how, but awesome. but uh, and then That's we'll we'll start talking. Part. We'll start talking yeah. trade deadline and uh, all star break and all that coming up pretty soon. So, yeah, it's, it's going to get it's about to get real fun. And I yeah, guarantee I think- ben, ben won't get mad as mad this time. This trade deadline as he did last. No, they can, they can give up whoever we're, we're on the verge of winning and still, and we haven't talked about this, but you know, there's still a realistic possibility that Gallo is a Ranger next year. I can see that. I could see, too, it. Man. I could see it. They need that extra outfielder. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a real possibility that Gallo is going to be your right fielder. Back and Dulles right. is going to be your left fielder and Leody or Bubba is going to be your center fielder. Well, yeah. at least we know we're getting with Gallo. Yeah. We're going to have a hitter, and at least we're going to have a great outfielder. Yep. I mean, the thing is, as far as he goes, his home runs are what you're looking for. And then if he plays right field, like he's been playing right field for us and the Yankees, I mean, that is that is a plus. I know Calhoun's been playing great, but Gallo's a better outfielder than Calhoun. Last oh. time I looked up Gallo's stats, um, when I said it might have been a week or two ago, I think he has 14 home runs on the year. Yeah. I don't know if that's 
I think that's still right. Yeah, but uh, he's he's a guy. Excellent. Okay, so uh, me and Ben talked about this. Super athletic, <laughs> more talented Adam Dunn. Oh yeah, well, and Dunn struck out all the time. Doesn't. Yeah, we were talking about how we screw over the Yankees every year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that trade last year, if you look at it, only one player has not been played in the majors this year for the Rangers that we got in that Gallo trade. Yeah, Trevor Howard's the only one. And because he's still super young, you know. Yep. Uh, the other two, I mean the other three, they were they're pretty ready. Glenn Otto's about to come back. So oh, before we go, sorry, I want to talk about Evan Carter. Did you see that? Uh yes. <laughs> did you home run and a did, triple? Uh, a grand slam. Grand slam and a triple. And two triples. It's, Two triples and he's 19. And I think he had nine RBI in that game. A grand slam, two triples, and nine RBI in a game. Yeah, he's 19 years old. That's like video game stuff. That it, it really is, man. Like that's for a guy at single A. And I mean, it, it reminds me of when Krim and Foskey were doing their thing in Hickory last year. Mm-hmm. Except, except oh. this is one guy doing what both of those guys were doing. Yeah, yeah. Evan Carter. <clears throat> somebody asked me the other day, like, well. We've heard about the pitching, you know, Jack Latter could win. Um, And then we, you know, I'll also throw in Jack, uh, Jake Latts and and Zach Kent, my boy, my boy, Blue. He's Uh, injured right now. I know. So that's why he probably hadn't gotten back to me. But um, (laughs) yeah, well, yeah, he just needs to focus on healing. But uh, to be honest with you, Latts and Wynn and Alexi and Spencer Howard, these guys have not been instilling a lot of confidence in AAA. They aren't, they aren't pitching up to their potential right now. Each one of them have been above five five ERA. Every yeah. single one of them, at least yep. is one least. And also, Jack Leiter does as well. Jack Leiter's above five uh, above five and double A. And I, I loved after three starts, Rangers fans put him in the majors. Yeah, after oh three starts, uh, I know. No, nope. It's his first pro pro season. He, he, he's he's I think I think he'll be in Frisco yeah. the whole year at this point. I I think so too, and he, and he should. I think he should. You I imagine where. Cole Reagans, who's now up at Round Rock and that we're going to talk to on Friday, has outpitched him by a ton. But Cole Reagans, it was his second year in Double A. That's why I think next year, Leiter probably starts in Double A and tears it up, and then gets called up like Reagans did this year. And see, Cole Reagans, uh, we talked about him, or we haven't talked about him enough, but we're, we're we're kind of reserved because we're going to have him on Friday. But yeah, you know, two Tommy Johns in a row. Yeah, uh, highly touted. Just wasn't able to stay. Haven't been. Hasn't been able to stay healthy, but. Now he's showing why he's so highly talented. Well, when and, I talked to him on, on Thursday, he said that this is the best he's ever felt. You know, like in his whole career, high school, you know, pros everywhere, this is the best his arm has ever felt. Yeah, and I mean, you, you can see it. Because whenever you were doing the live spot on uh, Twitter. Oh, yeah, you could see. And, yeah, you could just sit there and watch. I mean, he's in command. The hitters had no idea what it was. He was changing speeds, changing everything up. You had no clue. No clue what was going on. No, and we're recording this on a Wednesday night. He's he's leading one nothing in the seventh tonight. So another fantastic outing from Cole at AAA, which we will talk to him about on Friday. Yep, and I mean, there's a chance, and I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is a chance. Just depending on what happens, you can have injuries, you can have ineffectiveness. Yeah, you might see Cole Reagans at the major league level this year, maybe. I don't think they want to pull him up, but like you said, if something happens, I can see it happening. I can see him getting a spot start or two up there. Yeah, I I, I can see them. You know, I I I don't want to see him this year. But more likely, Alexi or Lats would get that spot start. I think. 
Alexi or Lats. Yeah, because they've both been there and done that already. Can y'all imagine what our rotation is going to look like in five years? Oh gosh, dude, it is going to be <laughs> sick. It's going to be scary. I mean, we could have for the first time ever. I know it won't happen because it never does, but you yeah. could potentially see a fully homegrown rotation. Yeah, you could see one through five all potentially being aces for one team. Yep. So I'm saying if, if it works out anywhere like it should, we could have five homegrown aces in the Rangers rotation in 2024, 2025, 2026. Absolutely. I think you both need to pump your brakes a little bit. <laughs> no, I said could. I didn't say will. And I did uh, preface it by saying it's not going to happen because it never does. Well, hey, we, at least we're being optimistic, Ben. Yeah. You know? Yeah, CJ, don't be no. a downer. No, 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 no. I'm glass half full. So you guys are like, <laughs> You guys are like pour more wine in this glass. Let's yeah, my gla- Hey, I have a mega Drum pint. I, I, have a, I, have, I have a mega pint right now. <laughs> <laughs> to quote uh, Amber Heard's lawyer. Hilarious. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, with that, I think uh, I think when we start doing this, it's time to time to transition. I agree. To- All right, this has been the Ranger Report <laughs> podcast. Stay tuned for uh, Nathan Haig's interview with Woody. Today at the ballpark or Wednesday, this will air on a Thursday, but Wednesday evening or afternoon, I guess, uh, Nathan sat down or didn't sit down. He talked with him on the field during BP and uh, we will air that for you coming up next. But guys, thank you as always. Thank you, Ben. Uh, look forward to talking again on Friday. Yeah. So we'll have Cole Reagans on Friday, guys. Stay tuned for that. And now here is Nathan Haig with Chris Woodward. I'm going to make sure they earned it. Yeah. Uh, this year, obviously, we went in with ex- expectations to win. Sure. Uh, maybe more last year, it was like, hey, let's get these guys out here. Let's get the feet wet a little bit. Um, that is not our intention this year. We want to win. So sure. If, they, if we do go with youth, you know, if we go with the younger guys, they, they've earned it. Yeah, for sure. Look at Duran and Smith and Tavares and Sam Huff and some of these guys that we've had so far. You know, they've had to earn their way up here. Nothing's sure. been given to them, so... Sure. It's a good spot for us to be in. Absolutely. They, they've helped us win. Absolutely. The Rams come up and lit the world on fire. Smith has done the same, so we expect these guys to contribute. Sure. And I was curious, too, how much do you talk about, if at all, about the All-Star break, you know, All-Star, making the All-Star game, getting their guys? I think, you know, obviously, you know, our team probably walking up to us now, but, like, yeah, right. um, you know, some of these guys, they feel like they deserve it. Absolutely. Some of these guys have had really good starts to the, to the year. So I'm always pushing for that. It's a cool experience, and it's a really cool um, – Thing for the organization for the for team sure. um, and then for them personally obviously but uh, the all-star break itself you know we always kind of look forward to it just for a little bit of a break for sure uh, just kind of reset and, you know, obviously the second half represents uh, our time to kind of step on the gas and sure. you know, fight for a pennant for sure. and obviously you were here before the, in the old stadium over across the street how much of a difference does that make, especially the AC and everything? You know, I mean, I, I go outside now and it's 105 degrees. Right. And, you know, it's sweltering hot, and then we come in here at the 72. So it's a huge advantage for us, I think, as we move through the years. Uh, sure. We've only played in the other place for eternity. Right, right. right. For the last couple of years, we've seen you know, maybe guys like Corey Seager and Simeon, some of these guys we brought in. Uh, I think it's going to help them for sure. their career and be more successful throughout the season. I'm sure it helps too as far as getting guys to come to Texas. Of course. Yeah. I mean, look at like pitchers love to pitch here now. Big ballpark, you're indoors, you don't have right. to worry about you know, the sun beating down, you know, you're burning out. And like, I know now I've, I've managed one year at the other place. Played sure. there a ton, but like managed one year there. And it was, right. It was hell on starting pitchers. For sure. You know, they're going out there 100 pitches and they're just gassed. Gotcha. After the fifth inning. So for sure. I think that's going to help us 
some time on Awesome. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.